right here on TDN Radio. You know, a lot of people say TGIF, as in thank God for Friday. But I think for us, we should change it to TGIT. Thank God for Tuesday, because like so many of us, I am truly thankful that we get to spend this time together right here on Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, welcome to our virtual support community. I am your host and guide, Dr. Simone, and I am coming to you from McDonough, Georgia. You know, I even hear that we have listeners now all the way from Cameroon, West Africa. So, you know, if I was texting you right now, this is the part where I would insert the wide eyes to say, wow, that is certainly incredible. And we want to thank our former guest, Miss Annie Masang, for making this possible. So again, thank you, um, Annie Kim, for introducing us to an even wider audience as we continue to spread the word uh, that this is where we come every Tuesday to take a mental break from the hurricane and the chaos of the world. And we get to listen to inspiring stories and just lift our spirits together. So again, welcome, welcome to Untapped Potential for another Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. So is it just me or does it seem like there is more and more to deal with each and every week? And you know, with everything else that is going on, last week we saw a video of smoke rising from one of the volcanic areas of Dominica. So that was certainly very unsettling and we believe that the situation is currently under control. So with all that we are dealing with, I am certainly ready for our mental break together. And I know that you are as well. So come on in, come on in to our virtual support community. You know, this is our safe space. And if you know, back in the day, um, you remember a uh, uh, community called MySpace. Well, we're going to call this one our safe space, our virtual support community. Here we have only two goals and one rule. Our goals are to one, lift each other's spirit and two, help each other to move our lives forward by working on our life goals and just working on self-development in general. And our one rule is to leave the stress and the worries at the door. So this means when we are here together, we are going to press the pause button on all the decisions and concerns that are weighing on our mind. So let's take a nice, deep, collective breath together. Inhale and exhale. Relax our shoulders as we get ready for another packed hour together. 
If you joined us last week, you remember that we said Mr. Loftus Duran was going to be our guest. But due to some unforeseen circumstances, Mr. Duran will not join us today and he will in fact join us in about two weeks. But instead, joining us today is a very special young man by the name of Karim Gist out of Dominica. Karim is a former corporate executive with a number of degrees, including a master's degree in business administration and global economics. And he has over 15 years as a rising star in telecommunications and other corporate areas. However, he has decided to leave it all behind to pursue his true passions, including becoming a full-time poultry farmer. So I certainly cannot wait to hear from him as we get started. And by the way, I hope that you took to heart the information we shared last week and you were able to check out the tips on our website, Push Past 10, on how to reduce the stress and the tension in some of our homes right now. So as always, we have another full program for you and the question we will be looking at this week as once we've we've spoken to Kareem, is how are we investing in our young people to ensure that they reach their goals and they get to enjoy a full and productive life. So again, once we've had a chance to speak to Kareem, we will share with you an idea which recently crossed my mind and we will once again um, tell you how we are going to be supporting the young people. So again, once again, welcome. Enjoy this one from Nasia Fountain, a song called Home, as we each long to reconnect with so many of our family members that are now separated from us due to coronavirus. So again, enjoy this one from Nasio Fountain, a song entitled Home, as we welcome Mr. Karim Geist to the program. Children home, oh, to 
guest. Welcome to Untapped Potential. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Simone. And how are you? Good, 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 good. So you, good. Are, you are a young, energetic professional from Dominica with yeah. several areas of interest. So for our listening audience, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Um, well, Simone, you got it right. So it's uh, Karim Geist uh, from Dominica. Um, wouldn't consider myself young, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess I'm still below forty. So that's I, I guess that's something to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. um, in general, I've been part of the telecom sector, telecom and energy sector over the last um, twelve years of my professional career. I have been involved in uh, business development, business strategy. Um, accounting economics um across across the sphere so obviously we, across these industries you are called to bring your skill set um within any one of these disciplines so that is what actually i've been doing um over the last 12 years um and it, you know it, it was a very good run um and i decided a few months ago to uh take a knock at entrepreneurship and you know trying to develop a business and driving it uh, to success. So that's what is going on at this point. Yeah, certainly. So I am yeah. very interested in what you're doing in terms of um, um, your business development opportunity. But before we get to that, let's just go back a little bit and talk about the goals you had for yourself prior to your business opportunity in terms of climbing the ranks in telecommunications. So tell us a little bit about that journey and some of the challenges you faced. <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, so. The the, uh, the career started um, in two thousand and eight, just about when I returned um, from university. I attended the Cameron University, spent three and a half years there. Uh, did a bachelor's in accounting, did a bachelor's in economics, and then went on to do a master's in global economics. Um, you may ask why, and I think in general, I love the idea of understanding how our small economies work across the Caribbean, uh, most importantly, and obviously how does it connect to an integrated global performance. Um, so with that, I kind of, you know, branched out into energy. So my first uh, professional gig would have been um, with the energy regulator in Dominica. I served as financial analyst. I spent about um, just under uh, two years there, um, after which uh, there was an opportunity with the Eastern Caribbean Telecommunications Authority, uh, which is the body regulating the telecommunications space across uh, five ECTEL member states, um, Dominica included. So it would be Dominica, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, Grenada, St. Kitts um, as the main state. And so I also serve as financial analyst there. Um, and I guess that's where my, my love for telecoms my love for telecoms, um, you know, became a bit deeper, if you may, over, I spent about three years there, um, after which I got an opportunity to join Cable and Wireless in Dominica. Um, and throughout that, throughout that, that project, if you may, I also moved regionally um, to head the B2B marketing business across, about, across 17 islands um, in the region. Um, I did that, and then another opportunity opened up for, for Digicel, Dominica, and I grabbed that. I served as the head of commercial there, um, and then fast forward, we are now here with this conversation. So it's, yes. Uh, yes. it's I mean, you know, you could, you could go in detail um, as you speak about the opportunities and, and the career and how, you know, what that journey was, but I think in essence, Simone, you know, it, it's simply a thirst to do well. Mm -hmm. um, and an opportunity to really contribute um, towards your your island one, mm -hmm. um, leaving a mark um, through a, a professional space, and also using your 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 raw talent one, mm -hmm. and then to your learn talent because obviously um, you know you would not have spent all that money to go off to university if you didn't have an interest in <laughs> trying to become an expert in your field, right? Um, so I would say I started quite young. Um, um, most of my peers, I think, within the range when we went off, we left uh, the the uh, Dominica State College at the time. Um, well, it was the it was the it was Civil College at the time, um, mm -hmm. and I think we were I think we were the first set of students who 
moved into Stock Farm because obviously Sibokola would have been at the back of grammar school, as you know. Yeah, it. that's that's what I and had said. Sibokola, <laughs> so I just I just completely so, aged myself. <laughs> it's now the Dominica we State College. I think we were, that's correct, and I think we were hybrid, if you may, because we were the first set of students to go up to move up to Stock Farm, um, and I think if not all of us um, started off right away, went off to school. Um, I taught at the Wesley High School for a while. Taught mathematics actually for four years. Um, taught at Wesley High School. Um, I have a love for math still. It has been, you know, one of my most enjoyable, enjoyable um, subjects that I've done um, mm -hmm. over the course of my career. And I, I, I use it all the time, obviously. Um, and I love business statistics, to be exact. And I, I guess that's how we jumped into economics, right? So. Yeah. Go ahead. So I guess the question is, I mean, you are on such an impressive run. As you admitted, you are less than 40. We won't say your age, but you're less than 40. And you are on such an impressive run in the telecommunications and the energy sector. And now with uh, your new business development, it seems like you've t taken a complete left turn and gone up in a different direction. So tell us what that's about. Why just completely leave that space and pursue something else yeah i think simon at, at some point when you have been around the game for a while um as i said it's now over 12 years the reality is you get you get tired sometimes and mm -hmm. you you have invested a lot of time to someone else's business uh, a lot of time in the corporate space and it is quite demanding and mm -hmm. you know a lot of people think you know these corporate jobs are glamorous jobs yeah. and they look at the surface and they say ah oh, well, you have this acquisition and all these things but it, it takes a toll on you personally um it takes a toll on on you physically mentally and you need to be i tell people you need to be fit you need to all, always be mentally fit for these jobs and you need to be ready Always and ready means you need to be, uh, you know, well learned. You need to be well qualified. Just because you're going to be asked critical questions, and you need to be able to think on your feet. Mm -hmm. And you have been, you know, so for the over the last twelve years, I've been thinking of my feet, you know, running, running, jogging, lifting, and and spitting telecoms. Right. <laughs> so yes, yes. The, the the harsh reality is, I felt that you know we had this opportunity to nurture a small business um and actually simon is in farming um mm -hmm. so the business in is really in uh, broiler chickens um a fresh local product that we offer to the dominican public um so, so it's a so great opportunity yeah tell us a little bit more about the yeah. business that's that's what yeah. i'm really so it, interested it a, in <laughs> so it was a great opportunity to, to at that point you know COVID kind of created some challenges and some opportunities and i look at the opportunities coming up from COVID, quite frankly um, and I think it was time uh, to to take a leap of faith. Um, you know, you need to always, my, my view on certain things is you need to be ready to fail big if you're intending to really be successful um, because you're going to fall and you're going to fall several times. The question is, are you really ready to get up immediately and start all over again? And I think, you know, with this business, we started this business I would say some some ten years ago as well, um, but obviously from a micro micro operations, um, and we saw the need to increase that operations over over the last five years, um, giving it a little bit more time. And I just realized, Simon, in order for this business to grow, I need to be physically part of the organization where um, I could literally lift and run, um, you know, attribute the talent, attribute the discipline, attribute the learnings from the corporate world because it is it is an organization that you need to have um you know quite a bit of of uh, operational activity that will help you um mm -hmm. to grow the organization and i saw the opportunity i just jumped in um right. so as i said we we are the producers of uh local broiler chickens um so which tell us are, what is broiler chickens yes. right which are red so these birds are red for meat um, so the chicken that you eat, right. <laughs> so they are red. They are red for meat. Um, obviously, uh, grown in uh, controlled areas, mm -hmm. uh, so that you know um, their health and wellness um, is is tantamount. And we we get an opportunity to to sell these birds to the local supermarkets, um, who uh, I guess then put it out to the customers as a fresh product. Um, so it's farm to table, as we call it, simply because Simon on the day of slaughter. The chickens get into the supermarkets um, by the end of the day, or most times by by first thing in the morning. Um, so you couldn't get a, mo a much 
a much fresher chicken, a fresher bird on your plate, right? Yeah, and it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because I remember as a young girl growing up in Dominica, you know, we had the yard fowls, like Correct. we would call so, them, totally, and totally we would different. slaughter them, and they were just <laughs> yeah. so tough, Karim. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. difficult so that's, to eat that thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's a different, it's a different bird, of course. Um, right. I mean, the yard bird is a bird that is, you know, for what it, for what it's worth, it's really a domesticated bird. Mm-hmm. And over the years, what has happened, obviously, throughout the uh, chicken industry, um, the intention is to do two things. One, you want to get a bigger bird in a faster, in a shorter space. Mm-hmm. Um, and one might say, well, well, are they now filled with hormones? And the, and the answer, the simple answer, could be yes and no. The the reality is, um, what you find happening now is a move to a healthier product, a healthier bird. So over the last five, 10 years, possibly, we have been seeing um, the feed being integrated with a lot more organic uh, ingredients, um, you know, wheat, corn, um, protein um, for growth and, and a few other items. But it's a, it's, a healthier, it's a healthier product because I guess back in the day, you're saying, how does a bird grow from, you know, day one to, to maybe day 46? And is able, you know, to be ready for baking, ready for ready for cooking, um, and and that that's what that's what happens when you innovate, right? Um, you use technology, you innovate, and you bring a product to the shelves and bring a product to the customer. Uh, the customer appreciates, the customer values, and the customer wants um, on their plate. So that's what we're doing um, with Atlantic Farms, which is the name of our business, and the intention is to continue to produce. Uh, a high quality product, uh, a fresh product, um, a product that Dominicans can continue to enjoy. Mm, perfect, perfect. So if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Mr. Karim Gisk out of Dominica, and he is telling us about a very important decision that he has recently made as of May 2020. He was uh, completely excelling in the field of telecommunications and energy throughout the Caribbean. But um, pretty much following his calling, I'm going to say, he has now (laughs) gone into poultry farming with his company, Atlantic Farms in Dominica. So Karim, can you tell us about the scope of your operation? Like how big of a business is it currently? All right. So in in the context of global, it's a micro business. (laughs) In the context Mm -hmm. of Dominica, it's a, I would say, medium-sized business. In the context of poultry in Dominica, it's a large business. And I'll explain um, so right now we are, we are, I would say, one of the largest uh, broiler producers on the island um, um, by, by, by schematics of, of size in the number of heads of birds that we, that we rear at any given time um, in, terms of, in terms of the square footage of the property and, and also the way in which we have laid out uh, the facilities. Um, and obviously... We are also being um, innovative in the way we, we are actually building and replacing um, some of the facilities that we have had. And the intention is to grow and build within the ecosystem of the community uh, because we want to live um, and have our neighbors live as free as they should. Um, so integrating farming um, with, with uh, our communities and ensuring that everyone is happy. Um, the, the situation is we have also branched off into organic, uh, organic uh, produce. So we focus a lot on vegetables, um, carrots, cabbages, parsley, celery, sweet peppers, um, seasoning peppers, cucumbers, and you name it. Um, but the mainstay, to be honest, is, is the, broiler, the broiler chicken product. And what we intend to do is obviously have a, a you know, a fully integrated approach where we use the byproducts uh, from the chicken manure and use it directly into the growth of the produce. So again, fully organic, um, driving that health standard um, um, to the highest, to be honest. Good, good. And how many, how many supermarkets are you currently in in Dominica? So currently we sell to about four supermarkets. Um, and again, it's a, it's a product that we are still heavily marketing simply because we want our customers to one be aware of the product two we would like persons to be a bit more focused on on eating healthy and eating local and so we are driving the campaign twofold one to increase the volume of the birds that we push out through a supply mechanism and obviously we want to also increase the demand 
uh, from a purchase opportunity. Right. Now, have you received any feedback from customers as to how they think your product compares to what um, the other products that might be on the market? Well, well, the, the thing is, I will tell you, honestly, any fresh bird that is, that is grown and produced in Dominica is going to be obviously uh, better liked than the products that come in from overseas. Um, mm -hmm. One, as I said, anything that is fresh, anything that is, um, you know, given that type of care and attention and, and it is produced on a small enough scale for management, but large enough to drive demand across the island. I think you're going to get the quality that is required. Um, so when customers speak, obviously they are excited about having a fresh bird on their, on their plate, um, a fresh bird in, the, in their restaurants, a fresh bird um, in their ovens. Um, and the reality is, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing because you're growing up, you're growing an industry that is, that, that is, that is very, very important for the health sector. Mm -hmm. um, protein is important to our, our growth and development. And I think if you can be, if you can contribute within that realm, I think for any, for any organization, for any business, it's a good thing. Right. I'm certainly enjoying this conversation, Kareem, because I have to tell you, if I had the option to go between frozen meat in the supermarket right, versus right. meat that was um, pretty much yeah, um, processed table. the same day, <laughs> I would certainly opt for that option. So now, do you guys have any plans for like international shipping or expanding yeah. the business so in I, general? So I think for now, um, when you're growing a business, you need to understand the scale and scope and the opportunities that exist. I think for now, the Dominica market is still ripe for yes. growth. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't touched um, any large percent. Quite frankly, I think we are still within the 1% to 2% range, if all that, in terms of meeting the demand uh, of the fresh local chicken market. Um, and I think... It, it is just an opportunity for us to continue to grow, continue to keep the quality at its highest level, continue to uh, put the uh, best uh, operational models in place, and just continue to encourage our customers about the product and the, and, and the type of uh, quality that they can enjoy vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, uh, the imported uh, options that are coming in. Um, and it's not to say that we are say no to the imported what we're saying is you you now have a, a better opportunity and a, and, a, and a better choice um to purchase um a meat of your choice fresh or frozen um but i think i think a lot of dominicans now are thinking about their health and they are really really zoomed in on enjoying what the nature island is is offering which Absolutely. is you know um a fresh product uh, that can you know come from the farm and get to your plate within one day you know, you're speaking there, Kareem, and all I can think of is just having that lovely whole chicken roasted in my stove. Well, I'll, pro with the I'll promise of potatoes you potatoes and vegetables. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'll promise you one thing: the next time you visit, uh, I'll take you to the farm. We'll have one slaughtered right there. Oh, I would love that. And prepared that. for you. <laughs> I would love that, and I would certainly pay top market price for your product. It's a, it's a premium product, indeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so tell us how competitive it is versus the the products that are currently available. Um, so to be it's honest, and, and that's why I mentioned, and that's why I mentioned, it's it's a bit of a premium product. Obviously, yes. scale drives uh, price reduction, right? So, to get to get to that perfect price point, um, you need to increase volumes uh, in supply. So I think that is where we're working on. Um, we're working hard to try to get the volumes up, and volumes will only go up if you have the demand uh, going up, right? Uh, more customers are obviously purchasing the product more customers are demanding the product and if that happens then obviously volume increases you get the benefits of scale um economies of scale uh, you be benefit on the economies of scope and obviously at that point you can afford uh from a business perspective to reduce price um at, at affordable levels um, so that every single person can feel comfortable within their budget line uh, to purchase um you know, any, any parcel of fresh chicken. Yeah, and the way I think about it, you can't put a price on your health because I yeah. always think why put all this uh, processed food 
into your body, which can be mm -hmm. potentially disease cause, um, causing, mm -hmm. whereas you can offer some fresh um, options. So, you know, yeah. on this program, we talk a lot about challenges and what's the obstacles that stand in your way. So can you tell us about some challenges you faced either in the beginning or recently and how you are overcoming those challenges? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you are going to hit the wall um, as you grow. Um, either professionally, um, as as I've done over the last several years, or in your in your own personal investment, um, in that case, the business. And I think a lot of times it comes with uh, the maturity of the market in which you operate. That's one. Um, you know, is there enough information about the product that you want to sell? Is there enough uh, opportunities to get the assistance that you need uh, from a small business perspective? And, and from assistance, I'm speaking not just from, a, for example, a public, a public support opportunity, but in general, being able to walk into a financial institution and request um, funding um, through, through mediums of loans. And I think over time, we're going to see a, a, a change in dynamic, a change in thought process. And I think... Dominica in generally, I believe, is you have uh, a lot of uh, institutions that are risk averse, um, yes. a bit too risk averse for me. Um, and when you are when you are thinking about growing an industry, not just a business, but you're trying to grow an industry, you need to be aggressive and you need to accept the failures of these entrepreneurs because they are going to fail. Um, you will fail once, you will fail twice, you will fail three times, you will fail four times. But I think if you do not provide a, a good avenue uh, for these young entrepreneurs to um, redeem themselves, then obviously I don't think we're helping um, to grow industries or even grow nations, um, in our case, our small island. So for me, I think, I, you know, I won't go into the belly of the whale in terms of what the core challenges were, but I just think in generally, in general, sorry, you do have obstacles and one becomes financing, access to financing. Um, we don't have a large venture capitalist uh, sector. Um, and you have a lot of, I would say, family-owned businesses across Dominica in essence. So that's a profile of the, of the private sector. Um, so I think what, what we may want to see is a bit more level-headed approaches in terms of financing of young businesses. Um, possibly, if, if we were to take more risk, and, and manage risks in that case, we will be able to see um, a bit more of these uh, businesses grow um, and grow to be successful. Uh, there are great, great ideas out there in Dominica. I have seen some of the products that are on the shelves, but because of financing and the ability to access the financing in a timely manner, uh, we obviously hit, hit obstacles. And if you do not invest in a business at the right time, you lose your ability to grow quickly or you lose your ability to grow at the right time. And once that happens, what happens? Then you find yourself in a, in a competitive line trying to win on price, and then it's a race to the bottom, right? Right. So it's, it's important to move early. It's important to move aggressively. Sometimes you have to take the tough decisions. Um, and if it's the last 10,000 that you have, you said, boy, okay, why to invest this? Um, do I make 50 grand in the next two months, or do I just hold on to that 10 and hope? that I'm able to uh, succeed in, in, in getting the right financing. So I, I speak a lot about financing because that is where the, I think the challenges are um, as far as our small island is. Um, access to financing by, by some of these uh, entrepreneurs who really want to dive in. And, and make and make and make a mint, you know. Yeah, certainly. So again, if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Karim Gist out of Dominica, the beautiful village of Girodal, and he is uh, telling us about how he went from telecommunications to his uh, Atlantic farms, the farming of poultry, and also getting into the farming of organic um, vegetables. So Karim, here's a question I have for you. Do you think that um, having been in telecommunications and other industries, you have some transferable skills that will aid you in your success? Because I think a lot of people struggle when they're trying to make a decision to completely right. switch directions in terms of what skills do they have for the new business yeah. venture. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the reality is you are going to have to understand, you know, what talent will you contribute in. 
uh, into the workforce um, when you were there, one. And, you know, you need to ask yourself, well, well what can I, what learnings can I take um, from these engagements to bring into my own, into my own projects, into my own business development piece? Um, for me, it was, it was quite easy, I think, because a lot of the work that I've done across the um, energy space and the telecom space um, guided me into the, the business development piece because I did a lot of strategy work uh, in telecoms and a lot of uh, marketing strategy, commercial management. Um, so all of that is important, important components needed for business development. So for me, it was a bit easier because that would have, that would have been my background and the discipline, mm -hmm. right? Um, economics allows you to at least understand the, the sectors in which you're going to operate, how the customer is thinking, what ability there is for uh, purchasing. So you need to understand, you know, you know, what are the likelihoods that this customer will purchase your product? Do they have the potential spend? What is the budget line? So all these things, I guess, for me, um, because I was already within that space, um, it became natural to think about these specific items whilst going to business. In terms of someone who wants to start a business, I would say, one, you need to be able to tap into resources around you if you do not have that skill set, which is also fine, um, and also provide um, the necessary support required of the business. That is, you need to spend time in the business. You need to be on the ball. You need to be understanding the challenges, understanding the failing points, understanding the growth points, and understanding the sector. So yes, you can have a great idea that I would like to sell red beads, but if the market does not demand red beads, maybe you need to ask yourself, well, how can I innovate? Or how can I add value to the red beads uh, to allow the market to want the red beads? And, and I think, you know, when I put it as simply as is, that's, that's, how, it, that's how it changes the dynamic. So another part, of, the, another part of, of what I do in essence, I offer consultancy services in, in business development and strategy. Um, I have a company called FAB Consulting Inc. Um, so it's Finance Accounting Business Consulting Inc. And what we do is provide that type of support to small businesses. Yeah, because that's um, what I was about to ask you. Are there yeah. opportunities for somebody who has a great idea to be able to get the guidance and yeah. the, the resources um, to move forward? So it's wonderful. Yeah. And what is that new business that you mentioned? Um, so it's, it's not, it's, it's actually, it's even, um, it's older than uh, Atlantic Farms. It has, it has been incorporated uh, since in 2008. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's Finance Accounting and Business Inc. So it's FAB Consulting Inc. And as I said, we, we provide um, a host of services across the business space. Um, accounting, auditing, strategy, marketing, um, communication. Again, everything that falls directly into the discipline areas that I, that I am versed in. Mm -hmm. um, so we provide that service to businesses who, who need the support. And, and help them through, you know, these, these hurdles and obstacles and challenges. So again, so, you know, so having these, having these, uh, uh, I, I would say, uh, uh, opportunities um, within the market space to at least understand how we, sorry, understand how we, how we, how we, how we grow. Um, it provides a great opportunity to just simply be able to be on the ball, not be to be perfect at what you do, not at all, but to be able to understand what the challenge is and to understand how we can, how we can tweak to make it work. And you need to be quick. You need to be quick on your feet, quick, on the, quick, quick at thinking, quick on your feet, quick at responding, um, quick at making decisions. Mm -hmm. And you just need to be agile, I think, in, a, in, in, in you, know, you know, very, 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 very agile in that yeah. regard. And I can certainly see how uh, all that heavy lifting and running around that you did in your other careers have prepared you for what you're correct. doing right now. Correct, correct, so correct. It hasn't been easy. Simon, I'll be honest, this is not, and Simon, this is not about thinking that this is easy. And every right. day, every day you wake up, every day you go to bed, you're thinking about the business and what the opportunities are or how are you going to overcome some challenges. Because, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, as I said, it's a volatile space. Mm -hmm. um, and you need to be able to respond mm -hmm. and responding means you need to be able to have the right resources mm -hmm. to tap into or have the, the mental capacity to deal with it. 
Yeah, well, I certainly have no doubt that you're going to make this an incredibly successful business. So speaking of which, what would success look like for you? Um, I, think, I think so far, you know, the ability to at least get the business off the ground is one. That is uh, checking one, one area in the box. Um, another piece would be obviously to see volumes increase in sales and, you know, just ensuring that you can literally drive a demand of the local chicken um, into the homes of Dominicans. I think that in its essence would make me feel quite happy because you would have contributed to a new industry. Um, you would have contributed to a new industry across, across your space. Um, and I think once that happens, Simone, you know, it then trickles down into the other avenues of what, what anyone is considered to be success, that mm -hmm. you, have, you have contributed and influenced right. um, a new industry uh, within the island. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm certainly thinking that you're making a very valuable contribution, not just in terms of offering services to people who are looking to maybe potentially start their own business, but offering a quality product to the Dominica population. Now, you know, Indeed. there's so many, especially young people who just seem to have no direction, especially young men in Dominica who just seems to need some guidance in terms of direction and a career path. Do you have any suggestions, any recommendations, any advice that you can offer us? Yeah, I think it's a, that's a difficult, it's a difficult question. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, you know, most of us when I speak to people, I said, you know, there, there aren't many difficult questions that you could throw at me, but this is a difficult one. <laughs> Simply because, you know, I need to be careful how I answer that, answer that specific question. Um, Simon, I think, I think by and large, I think the society has to come back to being uh, together. Um, I think we have lost the ability of, of, of caring as a society. I think we have lost the ability of, of wanting to see each other grow. Um, and I think we have lost the idea of teamship. I think it's very important to, to look at areas where we could support. Um, and I think as, as individuals, we need to ask ourselves oh, where, where and how can I help and can I assist uh, towards growth and development. Um, I don't think any one person can carry that tree trunk of challenges that we have across society. Um, and I don't want to point out the young men at all. Um, I think by and large, um, we are going to need to do much better to help grow the society um, and to help nurture and influence and, um, and guide. But I think we need to come back to basics, which is uh, for one, how do we put our hands up and say, you know, I am going to help this one individual. How am I going to help this one particular uh, organization? How am I going to help in society where I live uh, to help influence change? And I think if we look at it from that angle, I think we're going to be better for it as a, as a society. But when you get back to this, I think we have lost our way with regards to assisting each other, helping each other, becoming more of a, a we unit um, and stop focusing on the I unit. And I think if we were to look at it from that angle, we might be able to, to help solve some of the challenges that we are seeing across our society. Yeah, yeah, I certainly value your opinion, uh, your, your opinion on that. Now, just tell us as we get ready to wrap up, and again, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. You, you certainly brought a lot of value to our program today. So just in terms of if we wanted to get in touch with you for the Atlantic Farms or your other business opportunities, how, how might we um, get in touch with your business? Yeah, so we're available on, on all social media platforms. Um, if you search Atlantic Farms Inc. across uh, Facebook, across Twitter, across Instagram, um, and also FAB Consulting is also available on all, on all these social media platforms. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a very easy, easy way to, to search me out. <laughs> um, um, and I think with regards to getting in touch. I think the fact that in Dominica, you can find any, any one person who can at least tell you yes, that, yes, I know FPB Consulting, or I know Kareem, or I know Atlantic Farms. Um, we also have an email. So for Atlantic Farms, we have atlanticfarminc at gmail.com. And we have FAB Consulting Inc. at gmail.com. So very, very simple. Mm -hmm. um, if you can't track us down on social media, you can definitely shoot us an email. But I'm, I'm more 100% sure that you'll track us down on social media. Very, very simple because we are yes. very, very active. Yes, very and it would be wonderful to be able to see what you're, what you're doing with your, yeah. so your everything, businesses. 
all the products advertised there, all the services under the consultancy advertised there. And Simone, you know, we just continue to try our best to, as I said, you know, you work hard, um, you, you know, you fall, you get back up and you push through and try your best to contribute to that overall industry growth. At least that's my focus. I want to see that new industry grow and I want to see that new industry become um, a successful industry where you have an increased number of uh, young entrepreneurs, young farmers getting into the mix of the uh, local chicken production because there's, there's lots of opportunities um, for young farmers in, in Dominica. And I think, as I said, it's about tapping into the right resources. Um, and that's for a different conversation as to how right. could be the best options to tap right. into these right, right resources. But I think there is scope, there is opportunities, and we need to get back, as I said, to basics in, in doing more of the wheat as opposed to less of the eyes. Yes, and certainly, and you, you raise many important points, but, and, you know, we're getting ready to wrap up. So this is just a quick question. But many times, especially the younger people, I'm not picking on the younger people, but especially the younger people, they don't find farming sexy, Kareem. Well, Who you wants know, Simone, to be I all find dirty up in the fields. <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the challenges we face with getting people to the farm. <laughs> well, and Simone, and you're, you know, you're quite right. And I've said that several times. If you don't make the industry sexy, you know, young people are not going to be want to be a part of it. I particularly feel and felt that, you know, there was an opportunity and I saw it from a business perspective. I saw the opportunity. So whether it was dirty or it was clean, I felt I was going to jump into it. Amen. What I have not, what I'm trying to do now, to be honest, is making it sexy again. Um, because then you have the story of someone who was in corporate and you felt, well, boy, Karim, you know, you always in slacks and long sleeves. How the hell did you just move? quickly into, into because, a long... Because that is true, because when I heard that you were in farming, the first thing that crossed my mind was Karim Gis in farming. Karim Gis is somebody who's always professionally dressed, you know, well, well, well manicured, and I could not imagine you in farming. Well, Simone, the point is you need to, I, I think we need to focus less about, I, I think less about the look. Amen, yeah, and Let's focus more about what the opportunity is. Yes. Um, but you're quite right. We need to we need to get the industry sexy, and and to do that, we need to get some young influencers. Um, I, I possibly don't want to call myself an influencer, but what I'd like to do is that take the opportunity to say, "Well, look what um, there is an opportunity to get involved in farming, and there is an opportunity to make it into what you would like it to be." Um, Simon, I'll tell you, there are these. Uh, there are there are days there are days when I when I go up to go up to the farm, and I do not get dirty at all, mm-hmm. um, because the point is you you manage your business how you would like it to be managed. I mm-hmm. I sometimes get dirty, get into the meat of things, and sometimes I don't. Um, and Simone, if I have a meeting in in for example in Rose at four o'clock and I'm on the farm at one, by the time I'm switched off, you know I'm back into professional mode if I need to be, mm-hmm. and you know we move along. So I think we need to focus less about. Uh, you know, boys, farming is dirty and farming is this. No, it is, it is you need to create the opportunity um, as to how you would like it to be. And I think that is what I'm doing. Um, I'm quite happy, actually, Simone, on my happiest point now in, in what Good I'm doing. Good for you. Good for and, you. Uh, you know, let's see, let's see how long this project unfolds. And who knows? I might decide to jump back in into corporate or not, or make farming become corporate, right? right. <laughs> so there, there you go, make farming become. And, and I think an important point to also remember is when your pocket is full of money, it really don't matter if you're dirty or clean. <laughs> I don't, I, Simo, it doesn't matter to me at all. It doesn't matter to me at all. You can I have a dirty has... pocket or a clean pocket, but it's full. That is correct. That is correct. I think I think it's just getting getting our getting us as young people to recognize that it's now our time to make a significant contribution in the space in which we are at this point. Um, and we just simply need to do our best. Um, as I said, circle yourself with the right people, um, have good partners, have good support structures, have good uh, teams, um, have good friends. And I think if you, if you tick these boxes, um, because you need people who have access to resources, Simon. Let's not, mm-hmm. let's not beat around the bush. Um, you need people who you can tap into. You need influencers. You need people who can make a call for you. People who can say, yes, please support him because of A, B, and C. Um, and if, if, you're, if you're going to grow your networking space, which is very, very important, um, I think you need to circle yourself with the right people um, so that you can get ahead of the 
of the challenges sometimes. Absolutely. Well, Corinne, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. And I certainly think if uh, one person can make farming sexy, it's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> thank so you, thank Simone. you. Thank you for adding thank so you. much value to this conversation and to this program and continued success to you. Thank you, Simone. It was a pleasure. And um, I, I do hope that the conversation we had could help influence um, other young persons who are, who are on the fence as to whether or not they should continue wearing slacks and long sleeves or they want to wear t-shirts and jeans for the rest of their lives, you know? Well, you know, I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl, <laughs> I'm so I'm with you on that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Take care. You are listening care. to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. So remember to keep Kareem's name in mind because I have no doubt that he will continue to blaze important paths in farming and with his consulting business. And as a matter of fact, if I am not mistaken, we are his very first official interview since he has decided to go into farming and consulting on a full-time basis. So again, thank you, Kareem. Thank you for the honor of being uh, the first to interview you on this very important life change. And we will continue to support your effort and continue to support your growth as you continue along this incredible path. So speaking of which, you know our connection to our guest does not end once our conversation on this program ends. You know, we are building a community of doers and our guests are playing a major role in this. So whether we stay connected via social media or we stay in touch via telephone, we are building a community of doers. And for example, Kevin Webb, one of our prior guests, was one of the first people I reached out to with the next idea, which I mentioned in the beginning of the show, because I know that he has a very creative son, and I know that he would be very receptive to an opportunity to promote his son's work. So here's what I am thinking. I was catching up with my lifelong friend, Kathy Lander, from the same community of Bathurst that I originate from in Dominica. And we were recently talking about how incredibly talented her 17-year-old daughter, Amaya, is. And I am not exaggerating here, but you have to see how Amaya is able to take someone's picture and draw a beautiful, realistic portrait of the person, as well as creating an animated version of the same drawing. So, you know, Kathy and I were talking and we were talking about, you know, we doubt that she would be interested in sitting for an interview because let's be honest, what 17-year-old would be interested in sitting for an interview? Most of them would not be interested. So it occurred to me that maybe we can add a new feature to Push Past 10, the website called Featured Guest, where instead of having a young child sit for an interview, we can simply have they, their parents or someone else, create a video of the child's work to be able to share with our audience. Because right now on our website, we have about 600 visitors every month. And on Facebook, we have over 3,000 friends and followers. So it is a great opportunity to get some publicity for Amaya's work. And as I mentioned, Kevin also has a very talented son, KJ, and he as well will be a featured guest. So same thing here. I'm opening the, the invitation. I'm extending the invitation to anyone who has a talented son, a daughter, the person has to be less than 17. And that way we can give them the exposure and see where the journey takes us because it is never too early to start investing in our child's portfolio, in, in investing in their interests and in investing with their goals and their aspirations. So what do you think? If you, if you think we can tweak the idea, there's another approach we might be able to take to maximize the exposure of these young, talented people like Amaya and KJ, then shoot me an email. My email address, of course, is 
pushpast10gmail.com. Again, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10 at gmail.com. And you know, this is something you will learn about me as we continue on this wonderful journey together. I do not do stagnant. <laughs> you know, my husband finds it interesting because some days he'll come home and I'll just randomly change all the furniture in the house and reposition them because I simply got tired of seeing them in the same position. So that means, you know, in on all seriousness, I enjoy learning and growing and I also enjoy hearing from other people and exploring other ideas. So you can expect to, you know, continue to see new opportunities for learning and growing as we continue on this program. So next week, we are at it again. We are hopping over to St. Kitts to speak to Miss Natalie John, who is the owner of a number of companies, all service-based and all impacted by COVID-19. She will tell us how she is reinventing herself and how she is reaching even greater audiences because of the virus. Okay, so with all the great people who are signing up to speak with us, I thought that we would appreciate it if I included a page on the website called Up Next. So take a look. It will include all the guests who will be joining us and what they will be discussing. And of course, we cannot forget the commitment we made last week to play a major role in youth development in Dominica and beyond. So again, expect to hear from a number of upcoming guests on this important topic. And as always, it looks like 6.30 is on us again. You know, I really need to speak to Sam, who is our manager, manager here at TDN Radio, because it just seems like our time goes by too quickly. So I think we might need some more time. So Sam, if you're listening out there, <laughs> please keep that in mind. So again, it has been wonderful spending this time with you. And don't forget that when we sign off at 6.30 on Tuesdays, it is not the end of our support community. We simply move the support over to social media, Facebook in particular, where you can reach me at Push past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10, or you can reach me at D-A Rose. So we move the support over and we continue to inspire and support each other um, there. And which reminds me, I want to thank everyone who supported Allison's video since posting it last Wednesday. It has received over a hundred views each and every day. So truly thank you for liking and sharing Allison's video as we continue to support our own and we continue to, to inspire those who need the inspiration right now. So again, thank you everyone and thank you for showing your support. And also remember, jump on the website Push Past 10 to enjoy the video interviews and to listen to the previous podcast of any episode you may have missed. And of course, to check out any new features that I will be adding. So it has been my pleasure spending this time with you. I hope you enjoyed our mental break together and you feel just a little stronger, a little bit more empowered to take on all the challenges of this week. Remember, you are part of a nation of support, a nation which is growing. And always keep in mind, you are not alone during this difficult time. So by now, my regular listeners know what comes next. Until next week, remember to stay strong, stay positive, and stay active. Your life story is your strength. Your challenges have made you stronger. So tap into your potential every day. So as we get ready to sign off, enjoy this very popular number from Father John Branker who is a former Calypsonian, who is now a priest in Dominica. Yes, I know that's a story all by itself. Hopefully one day we can get Father Branca to come and uh, talk to us about this. But again, enjoy this one from Father Branca, who at the time, his Calypsonian name was The Bricks, a track entitled 
put the brakes on them as we continue to work to stamp out crime and corruption in our societies. So until next week, have a safe and wonderful weekend and I will talk to you soon.
politics on them, jam the bricks on them. I am playing politics, I'm just a legal mechanic. Put the bricks on them, jam the bricks on them. Put the bricks on them, jam the bricks on them. 